Welcome to the foot. No. <laughs> That's it gets worse every time. That's not the show we're doing here. Welcome to the Luke and Pete show. So Luke and Pete show, the last show I hosted was a um, Rambo Reacts with Andy Brassel. I had to be on my form. I was not on my form, couldn't find my form. He, um, he would have just been like staring right into your soul thinking, are you good enough for this, Donaldson? No, and and, and, he, and so was proved that I was not. Um, how the hell are you doing, Luke? Pretty good. You all right? Is I he, think you are Christmas, good enough. Is your Christmas period um, treating you well? Pete. You, you're good enough. You you're are a, enough. I am enough. You are enough. Yeah. Okay. Is the Christmas period treating me well? I'll let mm. you be the judge of that. Right. When I tell you that last night I went to go and see the Charlatans oh. at the Troxy in East London with you. Did so. I. You didn't stay to the end. Usual story. Couldn't. Had to get the train, um, yeah. which means I'm had fresh to, as a daisy had, had to get this the morning. Eight pm train. Had to get <laughs> <laughs> pm train. I mean, I would say that Marcus said that they were going to start at eight thirty, but they did not come on till eight nine, did they? Who could have Who could have predicted that from a rock and roll band? <laughs> hey? If there's one thing rock and roll's all about, it's punctuality. It's punctuality, for crying out loud. Yeah, but you've got to think about your um, the end of the show. You've got to think about the people getting the train. There was lots of people on the train uh, on the way back. I, I actually stood in between carriages, you know, with the wobbly-bobbly... In, um, in the vestibule. In the vestibule. But it was... It, is, that, is that what you call that part of it? It's not really a separate section on those type of trains, is it? So it's probably not a vestibule, no. No, no, so... I know where you, see, I know where you are, There are train yeah. carriages, and then the little kind of, like, the, the, the movable kind of um, tube the surf, in between. The, the surf dude bit. The surf dude bit. So yeah. I was on that, uh, but also... Is it, do two you think doors that's, what, do two you think doors, that's all you deserve? Is that that's what you all I did. Well, I stood there, and then the doors closed, and then I'm just in, basically... <laughs> I felt like I was in like a like a phone box because yeah. I, I, was, I was surrounded by glass. Like it was like quite comfortable like in, in a weird kind of way. Your parents had put you in time out. Yeah, <laughs> I felt like I was in the crystal maze. Like, yeah, means you haven't got to talk to anyone. Yeah, people were looking at me as if to go, "That's a strange decision, even for a busy train." Yeah, I think that's on you. Yeah, that is on me. Isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> but what did you make of the show? And what did you make of the uh, people attending the show, Peter? It was good. You know what? It, I am not the world's biggest or even medium-sized um, Charlotte's fan. Um, but it's, it's not that's not what last night was about. It was about hanging with some friends, yeah. watching the Everton Newcastle match on the floor on my phone, <laughs> and it was about and it was about just having a nice time having a couple of beers. It was very very cool. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I just um, I just enjoy. I feel the same way that when I went to see the band Rancid in um, um, San Francisco uh, New Year's Day evening, um, last, a few this years, year. few years, oh, now, a few, few years, years ago, ago right, yeah. um, and it, they were basically playing the entirety of their seminal, uh, important album, Outcome the Wolves, and they um, and everybody in the crowd were like of a certain vintage, and they were. And everyone had a picture of their kid on their phone as their lock screen, and they were really getting down to it. But they were all like slightly older people. Yeah. And same with the Charlatans last yeah. night. Everyone was grooving to the Charlatans because they are quite. Um, they always struck me as being they, they. They kind of eschewed the kind of like robust male bullshit of that. Britpop period, and they were a bit more wiggy and a bit more yeah, so, fun, a bit more expressive, I think. And they didn't they didn't conform to like we're fucking hard or no, because they predate I mean? that, don't they? Yeah. So crucial, like their yeah, first yeah, record yeah. came out like late eighties, early nineties, might have been nineteen ninety. But te- and, like telling stories was their big Britpop album, and that was ninety seven. Yeah, 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 exactly. But but you're right to say that they had that had have their roots in essentially the baggy movement, mm. which is a lot more about like. Drugs. <laughs> well, Drugs. Like, yeah, groove and like dance. Mm. It's, it's basically got one foot in dance music. Mm. And it's the same with the Stone Roses and other bands around like Happy it's, Mondays like that. They've got blood on their hands when it comes to the twang. But they, uh, I don't think you can blame them for the <laughs> twang. But what I would say is this though, Pete, and that really comes across with them when you see them live. So it's almost like, 
yes, they are an indie band of just like older white guys, mm. but it's about the visuals and the, yeah. and the groove mm. and people were, and I think there's no coincidence that at that show last night, people were basically dancing like in, yeah, yeah. In, in, in the aisles because we were sat upstairs in the aisles and downstairs. It wasn't like, it did become a bit moshy towards the end, right. a bit masculine towards the end, but actually it's about, it's about dancing, it's about a groove, right? Yeah. So, so that's, I think that really comes across in their music and it's something that perhaps hasn't informed some of their more recent stuff. Maybe you'd expect that because they're older now, but all the way through, all I would say up to and including stuff they've done like Us and Us Only, which is you know getting into the two thousands, it's all informed by that. Mm. And Telling Stories was, in my view, it's probably the most underrated record of the Britpop era, mm. just because I think they don't really, they just weren't really considered to be Britpop. I, I think they were right, yeah, around yeah. a bit before the same way, like you wouldn't necessarily say Radiohead a Britpop or mm. the, yeah, the Beta Band aren't Britpop. It's it's it's. It's a different kind of thing. Mm. But they also, the one thing you do realise when you um, watch a band like that with a big back catalogue behind them, it's rare for me. I love the Charlatans, really, really do love them. But I won't listen to like four albums of theirs in a row, right? Because mm. that, that's mental behaviour, mm. right? Mm-hmm. When you go and watch them live, basically what they're doing is they're saying, look how many fucking tunes we've got. Yeah. And it's just bang after bang after bang after bang. And it's, mm. a, it's a great way to spend an evening, I think. And I think Tim Burgess as well comes across as a very nice man. He Good does. L- I mean, he's kind of like, he's been embraced by the sort of, the the, the Guardian, I would say. Um, that, that kind of vibe, that six music kind of, I'm doing a podcast about my favourite albums and all that business and uh, stuff. He works I'm, hard. I've gone off him now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, a man in his, in his, he's 56 years old, mm. so he's not a spring chicken. Mm. He would potentially have gone down the road a lot of those other older musicians would have gone like well you just look at like i think bands of their vintage would turn up and sort of go right let's maximize the income yeah let's not get three big um plasma screens on the back no let's um rent nothing let's have a big curtain with maybe the charlatans written on it yeah um but then you've got ian brown playing butlins um t- with a with a with a music tape track recorder. a tape recorder yeah yeah who's also- possibly some nunchucks and <laughs> And basically in between every song denying COVID. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. So Bur- you, can Burgess, go, you can go in different directions. Tim Burgess spent the whole of the lockdown making doing a listening party for yeah. lots of his Twitter followers and yeah. donating money to charity. Good lad. Good lad. Just a cool guy, always been mm. cool, always been so... But back in the 90s, he was like the fucking handsomest guy mm. and just a very, very cool man. I just never thought he had the... He had thick hair then, but I just did not... It's become like a thatched roof now. It's a big it's blonde like, it's mop It's a big now. blonde mop. He looks great, doesn't he? He does look fantastic. I mean, we were quite far away, but I mean, he does look great. And that's part of the reason why he looks great. Exactly. Yeah, but I did Google image him afterwards, and I think, right. you know what, he doesn't look 56. No. He looks good. So listen, yeah. I had a nice time with you. Yeah. I had a nice, it's the first time I've spent... It's the first time I've been... How shall I frame this so you don't get annoyed? It's the first time I've ever been privy to a social event with you of an evening that hasn't related to work for probably plus five years. Well, you know... With- Works both ways, doesn't it? You just don't like my personality, is that what you're saying? You don't like my personality. Agree, but Agree. I'm just asking if you were going to return that favour. <laughs> I had a good time. Um, Rory's asked, before we move on, right. um, Rory's asked us to... Um, stop should I just re- stop all of this. Should I just read the... Rory's written? asked to not be the producer of the show anymore. <laughs> I'll just read what Rory's written. Right, okay. okay, read what Rory's written. It's almost time... This is the, should be a feature in itself. Read what Rory's written. It's almost time to celebrate Christmas on the Luke and Pete show. Oh. As is tradition... We want to read out stories relating to your best or worst Christmas, and there's bonus points if you ever called your mum a greedy cunt, <laughs> which one of our listeners did once, by accident one year. Email your Christmas stories, 
anything to do with Christmas, mm. your best Christmas, your worst Christmas, mm. the time that your annoying cousin stole the last Quality Street, whatever, mm. the time that you showed Jurassic Park to your granddad for the first time, which I did one Christmas and it was amazing, mm. email your stories to hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. That's the usual email address. Please do so uh, and we will read out our favourite ones. I'll tell you what, yeah, I'll do that again. Go now. It's almost time to celebrate Christmas on the Luke and Pete Show. As is tradition, <laughs> we want to read out stories related to your best or worst Christmas. <laughs> Basically, hello at Luke and Pete Show uh, dot com. Hello at Luke and Pete Show dot com for your favourite Christmas. <laughs> your favourite screams Christmas are just stories. funny. Aren't what they? are the screams from? Just. It's just human screams. Have you recorded this yourself? Uh, well, um, that's, that's supposed to be an insect screaming. Um, I would. I once um, drove down Southend. Um, the the main kind. My mate um, Al, as discussed before, he gets terribly embarrassed very easily. So I rolled down all the windows and I Bluetoothed my phone to my car uh, and played just screams. <laughs> so everyone was looking at us. We were driving down Southend. Southend. Um, Promenade. How'd that go down? I just embarrassed. He nearly, um, he nearly folded up into an envelope. How do you, how do you feel? about your reputation is in Southend at the moment. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I think it's pretty, pretty good. I had an exchange earlier in the kitchen with someone uh, that was a, a very successful piece of small talk, and I right. really chuckled all the way back to the office, thinking, right. I wish I'd seen Pete for that. Right. What was the, uh, what was the, so I walked, into the talk? I walked yeah. into the little kitchen where they have the cold water tap. Yeah. And you went, oh, in it cold, in water cold. <laughs> Rubbish. I said to the, I, there was a woman yeah. walking in behind me and I just said, you're to like her, getting wet. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm just, I'm just saying, what I, you don't doing? Know, I don't know what you would say. I looked her in the eye, yeah. very close up and right. I went, we all need water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just said, I just said, how you doing? Good morning. She was like, oh, good morning. Um, Terrible. This sounds awful. That was absolutely awful. I held the door before. She said, thank you. I said, have a nice day. She said, oh, thank you very much. And that was it. I just think that's all it needs. No, listen, that's all it needs there's, to be. There's, not, there's nothing there for anyone. It's, there's nothing there for anyone. Passing the time of day and not it's being just not being silently just intense. Crap. <laughs> not looking at your feet and being silently no, intense. No, I could do all that stuff, but I've very much got to be in the mood for it. You're in the mood for that kind of waffle all the time, all the time. Yeah. And I'm just like, we're not getting anything done here. What should I Let's have done? Let's talk about politics. <laughs> <laughs> I just sit on there and I'm like, you know, William Gladstone at Speaker's Corner, just 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 talking about I, my religion, about the the wigs. <laughs> I th- I think that people respect that I know when to kill a conversation and walk off. Right? But maybe you think that I think maybe that you think that they just think I'm really boring. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that in your small talk. Don't do that. Ah! Speaking of um, speaking of that kind of um, common common courtesy, did you see that the BBC News um, reporter Marianne Mashiri um, accidentally gave everyone the middle finger on BBC News the other day? Yeah, and I very much enjoy uh, two sides of the the Twitter pie, uh, as 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 you say. Um, uh, people sort of going, "Don't worry, darling, it was the funniest thing ever." Blah 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 blah. blah. You, you know, people make mistakes. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And then some people going, "This is why the the, the compromise de- defund the BBC. This is why the blah 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 blah." Yeah. Do you think her... Um, which her, one were uh, you? Her, <laughs> both. Um, it's important to present both sides, which is something the BBC loves to do. She should have um, done the other finger. Should have done the balanced. other finger. Give it a bit of Billy Balance. Um, do you think that she, uh, her explanation was mealy-mouthed? I haven't um, seen it. What is her explanation? Her explanation was, uh, I was having 
having a mess. Of, I was I was doing a countdown with my uh, with my colleagues, uh, you know, five to one, and um, I for a joke I switched the finger around, um, but it it didn't seem like she wanted people to know that she was doing a funny little swear. I think she thought it should, should been it was just a little joke. Yeah, um, and you sort of go. Do, do with do with, there's bigger things. I will be talking about bigger things now on the telly, so don't worry about it. It's not necessarily mealy mouth. It's kind of just irrelevant. Yeah, it's like you're yeah. you're in a. You're in a I mean, look, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be kind of um, sanctimonious about it. No, because, we've got the tips. Yeah, because obviously, <laughs> I, you know, shit goes on all the time. Mm. But um, you know, you've. I mean, it is slightly different. So, for example, a couple of my friends who I've got a couple of groups of friends, and and they and they are almost surprisingly mistrusting of what they call quote unquote the media right like they think because um, they have proper jobs yeah, 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 some yeah. of them have important jobs yeah. and they're like you're the fucking media this minute. and it doesn't really mean anything just saying the media like, yeah. and, and they don't get that and that's fine and I'm sure it's the same the other way around with their jobs when I've talked about it um, but they will kind of sometimes use that type of stuff as saying it's not a fucking serious job it's not a, you, you, it's not a proper fucking job right, it's yeah, reading yeah, the news okay. right. and, and that right. doesn't what the point I made to them? What I do is more important. <laughs> now, what I made to them is they because they, they said to me, "Oh, if you had done that on your one of your shows, or someone had done that on one of your shows, but they'd be fired." And I said, "Well, we don't pre-record. We don't go out live. Yeah. We pre-record people." And also, so, I can't think of any jobs you would get fired for for doing that. But is it is it not? I mean, maybe that's right. But is it not different? So the only thing I could think of at a live environment I've done is like sports radio, right? And that's not important. No one cares. No. So. If you're about to go, but I think there is a difference because if you're about to go middle finger as a joke because you're fucking about, yeah. by the way, 5,000 children have been killed in Gaza. Yeah. That's bad. Right, you yeah. You should be doing that. You should be giving you it the gravitas that it the... needs. Yeah, okay. Would Angela Rippon be doing that? Where's that come from? In the 80s. Which Is Angela Rippon the one who's been on Strictly lately? Yeah, she looks great right. as well for amazing. She's like 75 or something. She's like doing all mad spits Did the spits the other day? Yeah, did the spits. She's yeah. right on the street. Yeah. <laughs> Someone said, you should do Strictly. She said, thanks, I will. <laughs> but I'm saying, that is, it, is, it, is there an element of like anchoring a BBC news report should mean more? Or is that too pompous? I, I just think she should have shaffanacked it. I just, I just, she should that have one. She should have done a bit of that. I think that's just... He's doing the weather. The no one gives a fuck about that. I yeah, don't even know why we have weather reports on TV anymore. It could be naughty weather. People really need weather. You 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 just don't check the weather enough. I love the weather. Because you're a shacket man. I've got about four apps. I'm just saying we don't need it on the telly, <laughs> we don't do we? need it on the telly, right, okay. Who's really going on looking on the telly for the weather report? I, loads of people. Lots of people who don't use phones or um, iPads and stuff. How many people in the UK do you honestly think don't have a mobile phone? All people. They watch the telly for the for the news and the sport and the weather, don't they? They can't go out. They can't go out. It's a good point, actually. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I think that you know, it's, it's one of those antiquated things. Because actually, what people tend to do is hugely overestimate how many people watch. Because I think that was on BBC News, wasn't it? The news right, channel. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, no one's watching that. Exactly. My my dad will, and I visit them for about ten hours uh, early in the week. Um, sort of saw. Oh, you um, just turned up unannounced because you can't tell them in advance. Yeah, no. Well, we kind of had a falling out, so I thought, you know what, I'll bring Sammy up the dog. Uh, and to be fair, that did sort of smooth over um, some what, objections what, I had. Do you, you, do you want to talk about the falling out or not really? Not really. I mean, it was it was just general lack of effort on their behalf to come down to see us. I feel really. like I'm very much getting one side of the story here. <laughs> yeah, but as always, I mean, um, 
we're a defensive breed, the Donaldsons, and, and I think um, they do. Ju- they did jump to, and that's why you um, still be destroyed. To, under the Dangerous Dogs Act. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they carry, carry the on. Dangerous Donaldsons Act, um, and so like they 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 very much focused on one sentence in a in a three paragraph text. That I sent them. <laughs> okay, uh, would you? Be fair to say, just, just to give the listeners a bit of an insight, yeah. you don't always choose your language that carefully. Is that I, fair? I do on a text, and and I have gotten a lot better. No, I, I, on a text, I do. Yeah. I've okay. had, th- had a thought about that and they are getting to the age I'm afraid where I'm sorry to say I'm having to be the grown up in our relationship yeah. and talk about feelings and um, things that happen when people make certain choices and things like that so, yeah, but enough. they're very much in their groove they want to do what they want to do and they don't want to um, uh, so you break went up, out of that so you went up so went up with to, the dog, uh, is, a olive, with the dog is a bit of an olive, bra- olive branch and uh, yeah he, he was he definitely fulfilled that role I thought you were going to say defecated defecated <laughs> He didn't ever get no. no he's on no. good behaviour. He's he? on very, very good behaviour. He knew the sticks. He and knows the sticks, does Sam? And that's the he loves Christ- the sticks. <laughs> and that's the Christmas visit done now. Is that's it? That's the Christmas visit done. I've got other things. Got other things in the in the in the works for the Christmas. Com- so. A compromise has been achieved. A compromise has been achieved. Yeah, um, everything is pretty good. The, the WhatsApp uh, group has never been busier. The family WhatsApp group. My dad's um, sending. All sorts of memes. All yes. sorts of political stuff. Is, Di- like, is, it, like, is it still Diane Abbott? Or? No, so, uh, there was um, a lawyer, I, c- I can't remember. It was a, it was a lawyer who's, uh, who seems to be the darling of, um, of the right, you know, offensive right-wing uh, press. Um, Your dad shouldn't be right-wing as an ex-minor, really, should he? No, he's, he's gone generally mental. I think he just sort of gets to that age where he just thinks that everyone's shit, um, but, the, but the people who, are, who he's told are shit come from the Daily Mail. So he he, he, he regurgitated what he reads, really. Yeah, so, sad. Uh, sad, really sad. I, I, I've met your parents, and I love them both. They're mm. both very nice people to me. Uh, I've got mm. nothing but good things to say about them, but family things are never easy. I mean, what you would, should probably remember is that every single family, and I include myself in this, and everyone I know in this, and presumably everyone listening to this as well, mm. has some kind of family drama. Yeah, yeah, it's a different flavour. I I have, um, especially around Christmas, because there's kind of... People get stressed. Feelings get high. Mm. And I think that um, I feel like sometimes with my family, I'll say something which I think is a reasonable thing to say. Right. And any other time of the year, it would be accepted reasonably. Mm. Um, But for some reason at Christmas, people get so... They lionise that time of year so much that it just gets put in a far different context than it needs to. I'm right, you fucking turkey. Yeah. Well, honestly, right. I think that there's certain elements. I know people who, you know, who will maybe suggest to their parents that, you know, just for one year, why don't we go for a walk on Christmas Day? Yeah, yeah. Why, why, don't, why don't we change we... the usual yeah. routine? And it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking shut down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like. Bring it, you're trying to bring other cultures yeah. into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> and yeah. the reason that's weird is because. Every other weekend of the year, they love going for a walk. So, what's different about <laughs> yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's, I guess your, it's not your job yet. <laughs> I don't know. I suppose it's, it's like when Tony Soprano, yet, when, when in, in the episode of The Sopranos, when Tony Soprano's daughter's boyfriend has dinner with him for the first time mm. out at a restaurant, mm. and to try and be nice, he secretly pays the bill. Right, and Tony goes mental. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah I, listen yeah. to me. I fucking pay. You fucking eat. <laughs> And that's the end of it. Do you know what I mean? That's that. It's yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of idea. Yeah, I didn't realise this was such a sauce. The hierarchy. Yeah, yeah, hierarchy. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I, and I think also what what I feel like's happened occasionally in my family is that like tra- Christmas quote unquote traditions mm. have been ushered in that I knew nothing about, right? And didn't have a say in. Elf and now, in the shelf. And you've got to play the elf in the <laughs> yeah. shelf. Why am Kicking I dressed up as the elf again? <laughs> Kicking over bins. Yeah, and it's like and it's like I don't. I didn't acquiesce to this. Yeah. Christmas was never 
traditionally, let's do four days in the same house together. We don't right. need to do that. No, okay, right. We'll all have a nicer time mm. if we do maybe something a little bit more lighter than that, mm. given that we've all got kids yeah. and there's no yeah, room yeah, 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 and yeah, it yeah. might just make it really stressful. <laughs> you know what I mean? That kind <laughs> yeah, of thing. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's a little flavour yeah. of what we can hopefully expect from our listeners when they submit their Christmas stuff. Just high pressure... Uh, emotional stamping down uh, of your own feelings of the people's feelings. I would say that, like, I think out of all of out of each of the situations, like my mum and dad w- will not put a bit of tinsel up. They will not celebrate Christmas. We'll get a video call, perhaps, but that they is don't very. Put a tree up. Don't put a tree up. They don't. They, they'll maybe put like a little mini tree. Did they when you and your sister were younger? Yeah, yeah. So they would, so when we were at home, but they just don't. They just see it as a big old faff, and they don't get involved in in Christmas, and they just spend it alone. And it's. And and so I think out of the two situations, I would prefer them to enjoy the yeah. season a little bit. Yeah, no, I understand that, and I think I think that's fair enough. And look, we mustn't go too deep on this because you our know. families haven't chosen to be broadcasters, have they, Peter? So they haven't got a right to reply. Fuck them. Yeah, on the, the things hand. they've done to us. <laughs> Let's have a break, Peter. <laughs> asthma, childhood asthma. Thanks, Dad. No, you're getting both barrels. I'm afraid. Right, we're having a break. <laughs> It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. All right, we're back with the Luca Peach Show uh, on a Monday, part two. Ooh, it's Monday, the 11th of December. Who was born on the 11th of December? Um, you haven't planned this, have you? So I, just I haven't, not yet. Um, um, Brenda Lee, the country singer. Oh, yeah, she was in the press recently. Was she? She did... Um, Good. That's what a... did she do recently um, that was in, got her in the press? She Fought she, Remis, oh, Rey Mysterio, fought yet. Did she... Um, did she do Rocking Around the Christmas Tree? Right. And there was a big thing... Oh, yeah, that's it. She did. So there's a Christmas at the old Opry thing in, in Nashville. Mm. And um, she came out and did Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, which she did originally, and everyone said it was amazing. And Mariah Carey sent her a load of props. So she was in the press. Right, okay. I'm really it. pleased it was I that, see. because as I started to say that sentence, I thought it was probably that she's died, because she's about 80. No. But she hasn't. No, well done. There's a, there's a generation, there's a, there's a kind of... This is really hard to explain, and there's no science behind this, but there's a, there's a, there's a certain type of American person who lives forever. 
Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just, for some reason, in the United States, it appears that a lot of older people are way, way more lithe and sharp at their age than mm. you'd think. Mm. Like I told you, Mimi's family's next door neighbour's 105. Norman Lear, 101. 101. 101. Yeah. Wild. Pete, we went round to my wife's family's next door neighbour two weeks ago. Mm. Still living at home. Yeah. On her own. 105. In that weather. Yeah, well, she's obviously got houses heated. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's incredible. 105. Yeah. That, that just seems... I mean, presumably she's got people in there helping her out. She has somebody who comes in in the evenings and stays overnight with her. Right. But she's still in her own home. Yeah. And she and you turn up and she's like, great to see you. How you doing? It's That's not wild. like, it's not like which one are you again? My mum's 70. She goes up the stairs on four, <laughs> on four, um, on all fours, like a, like a dog. But she was raised by wolves. But she was raised by wolves just simply because she will refuse to get a hip operation. Right. Oh, I, God. I know of someone. Actually, I'm not going to say that. Um, <laughs> let's, do, let's do it. I know of someone who is a I dog just, man hybrid. Do you know why I'm not going to say that? Right. Because I said something about a story that he told me recently. Right. And he listens. He's a very right, good friend of okay. mine. And he said, and he was like, literally, like, mate. Mate. Can you stop doing that? Can you stop doing that? Uh, so, anyway, uh, we've got an email here from Terence. And he. Terrence. And you don't, do you see enough Terrences around these days? No. Um, I don't even think. Terence Trent Derby that's the only one I think of these days these days <laughs> Terence Malick great Ter- film director Ma- uh, what did he direct come on what The Thin Red Line oh he? yeah good done some other stuff good as well. he's one of those direct- he's one of those film directors that just does a movie every 15 years and everyone goes he's a genius <laughs> he is a he's got the space genius. and time yeah um, Terence I mean I would have thought you'd got a lot more Terences in your neck of the woods it's kind of a very Cockney East End Essex type is it Terence Terence come inside for your tea because Terence, Terence is slang for um, weight, isn't it? Like, as in Terry weight. Terence. Oh, yes. Ter- I, guess Terry's, I, go, so I guess Terry's a short for Terence's. Lost right. a bit of Terence. Yeah. Of course it is. Well, well, not, find, well, not always, but... I found out that um, my partner's mum is uh, an Edith rather than Edie. She always called Edie, so I was I presume that... I think Edie's a lovely name. Edie's a lovely name, isn't it? Yeah. Bring yeah. it back. Bring it back. Edie and Frank. Edie and Frank. God bless Solid them. Cockney names. God bless them. Are they Cockneys? <laughs> Uh, well, East Ham, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, then. Yes, then. Just say yes. I had the Bow Bells yesterday, I think. Don't Did really you? know where the... There was, was Bells happening. It's Bow Bells. Bow Bells. Yeah, not Bow. Bow Bells. Not Bow. Like a Bow Bun. It's not Bow Bells. Bow, bow Bells. Bun. Yeah, because I only ever hear fucking Cockney's talking about it. Bow Bells. Yeah. Isn't it? Anyway, Terence. Oh. Thanks for emailing. Probably by Bow. Yeah, he's probably a Cockney himself. He says, so he's following up on the jet ski outside the man's house. Oh, it's lovely. It really is lovely stuff. Yeah, we've not had a specific um, (laughs) follow-up from our man yet because they're too frightened to go around his house next to That's fair enough. True, true. Terence says, hi boys, just been catching up on the show and listening to you talk about um, one man and his jet ski a couple of episodes ago. Mm. I'd love to hear your opinion on the attached photographs. I live in a quiet area of Bournemouth. Uh, this house is a few roads down from mine. It couldn't be a more basic British suburban place full of couples and families. Um, does this give the area character? I'll let the images speak for themselves. I did once see an old man in the window once. Think Albert Einstein, but with much longer hair. <laughs> it was like a horror movie. I think I'd prefer to live next to a jet ski than this. And Luke, think yourself lucky when it comes to the lady with the cones. At least it's not this. Um, and that's from Terence. And mm. basically, he's attached a photo of a very, you know, common or garden, a very nicely sized detached house in, in an area of Bournemouth that he doesn't mention. Mm. And it is absolutely full of mobility scooters. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I mean, the house itself, 
Apart from the um, sort of porch awning uh, roof, uh, it seems like it's in pretty decent nick. But the front is um, um, somebody must be writing letters to the council because busybodies would do that, wouldn't they? So we have, to be, we have to be careful here because this looks like it may be a hoarder's house. You reckon? A, I think it's a psychological condition that yeah. we should respect and be sympathetic towards. Yeah. Keep but it in the house, though. It's very much, you know, it's very much. A, <laughs> Dialing it up a few notches from the jet ski man. It's a scrapyard. It's a scrapyard. And oh, but just, just off mobility scooters. Well, mobility scooters. Uh, they've got a penchant for um, aerials. There's a there's a stored water heater as well. I mean, it looks like it's halfway through getting uh, fixed up, but uh, I, I think we all know it isn't. But it's a spectacular sight. It's a big big mountain of of uh, probably a lot of batteries in there as well. You don't like to say that. I mean, that's going to go up. It reminds you. Does it remind you of your subconscious? <laughs> yeah, just fewer batteries, there less are, energy in there. There are three perfectly put together and parked working mobility scooters out the front as well, which I guess brings the similarities to to the mm. jet ski situation that we talked about a few few mm. episodes ago. Yeah. Look, listen, I would always say that in um in British life, what I find interesting about it is that it always looks not always, but like the thing about British life, which is fascinating, is that. There's plenty of stuff that on the surface looks perfectly mm. every day. Mm. I'm not going to say normal or abnormal because mm. that seems pejorative, but mm. like everyday life. But then you start scratching beneath the surface and British people love to do weird shit behind closed doors yeah. in the shadows furtively, don't they? Yeah. They're not out there. No. Not, a British person is not going to go out in the street um, in their dressing gown, mm. toting a big fucking gun. No. It's, no, they're going to miss my liberty. Yeah, they're, the they're weird gonna be, shit's going to yeah. happen... When no one else is around, mm. and I think that's an interesting part of British culture. Yeah, Dave, Dave, he's he's sixty-five. He's made an erotic train set in his yeah, attic. Exactly that. Why did it have to be erotic? Would you do one of them? I'd, I reckon the I'd probably get into the train set. The engine front. of the trains is just a big deal, don't <laughs> Just go through. Yeah. Um, I would say that, like, I, I mean, even like that is quite furtive, isn't it? It's my secret shame, my secret interest. That, that definitely happened fairly recently when the great Rod Stewart came out and said, I've got this amazing train set. I've never told anything about it. I've mm. told anyone about it. It's a mm. private hobby. And it's like, fine. And you'll have your own reasons for that. But I don't think that's anything to worry about. No. And why, do you, why, no. why are you keeping that secret? It's not Townsend-esque, is it? So I think, no, it's not. And I think, that, well, exactly. Mm. I think, fair enough if you don't want to be... With someone like Rod Stewart, maybe he just feels like so much of his life is public that he wants something for himself, and that's fine. Right. But I think there's like public and there's private, but there's a scale there. I still think he thinks that he's sexy. I think that's the one, really. I think he probably has a very low, low opinion of what people think uh, train spotters or train oh, guys so he's are. Killing the street and he's, cred. And basically. killing the street cred. He's he doesn't have. Though. He's in his 70s. Every, there's a lot of musicians like that who look like your nan, basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Paul Weller. Paul Weller, yeah. Johnny yeah, Marr. Yeah. Johnny Marr, less so, but yeah. Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart, for definitely, sure. for sure. And so they either go that way or mm. they go proper, like, right-wing Brexit way, don't they? Mm. Like, what, what really pissed me way. off about, like, um, when Roger Daltrey did all that Brexit stuff is that, this is going back a bit as well, but this is part of the problem, mm. is just that he's, because it's the massive topic of the day at that time, Brexit, He's done an interview and he's, I think at the time he's promoting a show that the Who are doing at Wembley Stadium, right? Mm. So he's just doing all this fucking press. Yeah. And someone just says to him, chucks it out there, what about Brexit then, eh? 
and he just goes because he can afford to have these type of opinions. Yeah, and he, he's, goes, and he hangs out in country pubs with men who own Jaguars. But he's thing, not. But he's not even thought about it. He'll just no. go. Oh, I think we're better off out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and that becomes a big thing. A massive undercut thing. the PR massively. Yeah, and Roger Daltrey is pro Brexit. Really, get it on the front page of the Express, right? And everyone can understand it. Yeah. And that's part of the problem, isn't it? Where just have a train set, Roger. Just have a train set, Roger. Or a scale electric. Talk to your mate. Plays the guitar. You don't see scale electric man much anymore. You don't. You see a lot of um, near where I play. Where I play football, uh, it's Garrens. Garrens Park might not be Garrens Park. It's somewhere else. Doesn't matter either way. Um, they've got a um, a proper um, RC car track. If you know what I mean. Where's this? Um, where I play eleven aside next to it, or that, actually on the. Is that what you're thinking about when you're the, playing on the ground? <laughs> but like, and they've got even like a raised platform where like uh. you can you can do your car and you can see it from a raised platform. So it's almost like a bird's eye view that you're you're doing your RC car. It's a lovely little uh, lovely little touch. It sounds great. Th- those kind of hobbies. There was a little boating lake near where I grew up because mm. I grew up next to the sea, like an inlet and then like a mm. boating lake. And it was and then, RC boats. Yeah, they mm, built it to nice. be perfectly still, and the people were using RC boats. But the problem with that is, that is a fucking high risk, high cost hobby. One crash, it's costing you hundreds of pounds. How fast do you think the boats go, though? I've seen so seen them go the speedboat ones. Just yeah, just pile into the side Power of the boats, lake, yeah. and they're broken. Same with a remote control car, isn't it? Well, I mean, the the big ones are the planes, aren't they? Up, up in. Um, Two Tree Island, which is a, yeah. a known uh, docking spot, hilariously in uh, near where I live in Leon C. Um, they've got a um, they've got a plane. Say, they've got the, they've say, got a runway. Did you mean to say dogging? Dogging, yeah. I didn't say docking. I said dogging. I thought you said I docking, which is something dogging. entirely different. Well, I'm, I'm I'm sure if you decided to do there's that, something there for everyone. Something for everyone. Yeah. He went, look, I know we're all cold. Less less let's <laughs> get colder. I was ice docking. Doesn't matter. Oh no, docking's the when you put the thing in the other thing. Ice docking is something completely different, but more filthy somehow. Yeah. Um, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the, were you trying to say? Um, we've got like a proper, um, uh, a proper runway, a proper little RC plane runway. I've seen the videos, and, yeah, and, the, and the perspective of some of those videos makes it look like they're real planes for a bit. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, that's anyway. Though. Anyway, let's get anyway, out of here. Let's get out of here. Uh, thanks for your email, though, Terence. And do try and be mindful that um, some people have psychological issues, and that we should be sympathetic and mm. and, and and very kind towards them because that's what they need. Mm. However, I'm never going to turn down a photograph of, quite frankly, fifty odd mobility scooters in the same garden. I bet there's some lovely stuff in there. Oh, I bet you. As a harder myself, you'd have a field day. I'd in have there. a field day. Um, We'll be back on Thursday, won't we, Peter? Batteries. Give um, us an email. If you're having a weird Christmas, if you're anticipating a weird Christmas, if you've had a weird Christmas in the past, let us know. Tell us what you get up to at Christmas. We'd mm. like to embrace um, Christmas traditions. And the nuances of the Gregorian calendar mean that we're going to have an episode out on Christmas Day. Disgusting. This year. If what you listen to that, to the Lord. you hate your family. But um, we would love to hear from you anyway. So it's ha- hello at lukeandpeacher.com for all your Christmas-related correspondence. Ooh. Peter, take us out of here. Well, well, we're out of here. See you later. It's Luke and Peacher. Back on Thursday. Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.